Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We want to minister this song uh, in encouragement to our own pastor, Pastor Godfrey, and our sister Mavis. The Lord is your peace. Amen. Amen. The Lord is your strength. He is your comfort. Hallelujah. And whoever is going through difficult, challenging times, Jesus, only Jesus can give us peace and comfort. Hallelujah. He shall be your strength. In Jesus' name, amen.
and his family, Sister Mavis, and um, the son David, and the rest of the family who have come today, we want you to know that Jesus is your peace. In the midst of the storm, he says to you, peace, be still. 
it is well. It is well. I believe that the presiding bishop encouraged us on Friday. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. So be strong. And the Lord himself will restore your joy. In Jesus' name. I want us to stretch forth our hands and pray for Pastor Godfrey and the family. Sister Mavis and the church. I want to pray that God himself will keep them. That the devil will not have his way in their lives. That even in the midst of all the sorrow, God himself is their strength and their joy. Pray right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Oh yes, today we are here to say thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the life of Daniel or Sebuachi. What a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing to the body of Christ. We thank you, O oh God, for the years you gave him to us. Father, and to the family, the Osebuachi family. We know, O oh God, that you are in total control. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through you who has loved us. Have your way in their lives. Satan, oh, we curse your works in Jesus' name. We declare that you will not have your way. Father, we thank you that you have restored their joy. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Before we take our seats, um, I just want to emphasize the Lablam, learning about business by learning about ministry, which is coming up on the 18th of June with the bishop. Hallelujah. It's going to be a powerful time. Amen. For all business people and professionals. Amen. So, I want to encourage you, if you're a business person, you're a professional, this meeting is going to be a blessed time on the 18th of June from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, so, if you haven't registered yet, please do so. We have people outside there who are registering. And then also, the Give Thyself Holy Conference. Every one of us must register. It's coming up also from the 2nd to the 5th of August. All shepherds must register. And be a part. Amen. Shepherds, are you there? All right. So let's do that. Let's take our memory verse for this morning before we take our seats. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. Can we all read it together? Ready, go. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that didst not receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. What a verse! <laughs> The verse itself is a message. Yeah. It's like, who made, who made you different? And why are you behaving as if what you have, you didn't receive it? And if you received it, why don't you behave as if you received it? Anyway, let's take it one more time. Ready, go. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive. Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? First Corinthians chapter 4, 
verse 7. Can we take it? Or we should do one more time. One more time. Verse I mean, it will work. It will work. Okay, ready, go. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. Hey, all right, let's try it. <laughs> all right. Who maketh thee to differ, and what hast thou that thou didst not receive? And if thou received it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Ready, go. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? And if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? Hallelujah. <laughs> it has worked. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your glory in our lives. We pray, O oh God, that once again you'll be with us. Speak forth your word. Touch us. Bless us. Lift us up to where we belong. Father, we pray that no one will leave here the same. May the discouraged be encouraged this morning. May the fearful become bold once again. Father, may the weak say, I am strong. Holy Spirit, come and convict us. Do what you do best. Guide us into all truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I trust that we have our copies of um, the art of ministry. Can you take your book and wave if you have your copy? All right. All right. All right. Let's, let, let's do that. We, <laughs> we want to be sure that everyone has a copy. Okay, wow, wow, wow. Right, this morning um, we're moving to chapter 10 of the book, How to Find Your Life's Work. How to Find Your Life's Work. Hallelujah. Amen. Just want to read few scriptures. John chapter 4. Um, I'm reading from verse 31. John chapter 4, verse 31. The Bible says that in the meanwhile, his disciples prayed to him saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, has any man brought him out to eat? Jesus said unto them, 
my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Amen. How to find your life's work. Let me add one more scripture. I think it will help us. John chapter 9. This was all Jesus speaking and talking about the work of God. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. He said, the night cometh when no man can work. And in John 17 verse 4, the last prayer he prayed before he was crucified, he said, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. Amen. Well, I believe that there's work for us to do. Every one of us, by the time you are checking out of this life, you must have finished the work that God gave you to do. Yeah, it's very important. I remember last Friday as we were having a service for our little boy, Daniel Osebwachi, Bishop says something that, I mean, looking at all that he has done, within this short time, he loved the Lord, did his best for God, sang in the choir, led praise and worship. He must have finished what God wanted him to do. You know, but it's not everyone who is able to say that at the time that we are checking out of this life. It's not everybody who is able to say, like Paul said, I have run the race. He said, I have finished my course. Then he said that there's, it's a henceforth, there is a crown of righteousness laid up for me. It's not everybody who is able to say that. Jesus was able to say on the cross, he said, it is finished. Many times we do well with the things of this life. But the things of God and what God would want us to do, even to know what it's all about, sometimes before we find out it's too late. And so the time that we have to do our life's work becomes very small. God has given us life on this earth. But what are we doing with it? And it's a question every one of us must ask. That what does God expect of me as I'm on this earth? Because there's a reason why you are here. There's a reason. Like Mordecai said to Esther, who knows whether you are in the kingdom for such a time as this? There's a reason why God brought you. And so there's something that God expects of you. Bishop says here, your life's work is a gift from God. Many people will be surprised to find out that work is actually a gift from God. Without the gift of work, many will be listless, lacking the energy and vitality of life. 
It is the work of God. It is the work God has given us to do that energizes us. As soon as you sense that the work you are doing is worthless, it is difficult to continue working. This revelation of how futile secular work is, is what spares many into full-time ministry. It is difficult to spend all your energy doing something that you know is a waste of time. Mercy. I mean, if you know that whatever you're doing will not count, it will not matter one day in eternity, eh, it will be very difficult to continue doing it. But I think that that revelation has not come to a lot of people. That as God has called us, he's also expecting us to come and do some work in his house. That's the reason why God called you. And one day you're going to give an account of the life that you, you, you led on this earth. How did you spend your life? And what did you do for God? The strength he gave to you, what did you do with it? Seven things you must know about work. Number one, know that work is better than rest. Because God worked six days and rested one day. <laughs> yeah. Because if rest was better than work, he would have worked one day and rested six days. But he worked six days and rested one day. So some of us are sleeping too much. Yeah. Yeah. You are always looking for the next holiday. In Ghana too, we have the holidays. I mean, sometimes I'll be there and say, today is a holiday. Say, it's a holiday again. I get amazed. <laughs> we have the holidays. They, they, more holidays. And as soon as you hear it, you are excited, especially when it falls on a Friday. Or a Monday. Because it's going to be a very long weekend. Hey, number two. Understand why too much rest is a negative thing. Proverbs 6, 10 and 11. Bible says that a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, hey, so shall your poverty come to you. Like an armed man, like an armed robber that is coming to your house that you are not ready for. Poverty will just arrive and you can't do anything about it. It says that your, your poverty will come like a man that traveled. When you're in your house in the night, somebody has traveled and come. I mean, you can't sack the person. That's how poverty will come when you are just sleeping all the time. Number three, know that happiness at work is one of the gifts of God. Ecclesiastes 5.19. Last week I was telling you how you can enjoy work. Hey, I gave you some ways. I mean, I didn't go through everything. You have to read it. We can't go through everything. It's also up to you to go back and read the rest. But as I was talking about how your wife can be a place of refreshing, a place of very quiet, but it was a very powerful message, I tell you. Yeah. So, that is one of the ways you can enjoy. Not so eating and drinking, isn't it? Eat and drink. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Number four, know the things that take away the joy of work. Song of Solomon says that take us out the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine. There are things that make work not enjoyable. Find those things and take them out of your life. Yeah. 
In fact, the chapter that we had, that I don't know whether it was chapter 8 or chapter 9, I want to encourage us all to go back and read it. Read it, because that is how you can enjoy life. So, the way by which you can take out the things that spoil life or the enjoyment of work is to read that chapter, chapter 9. Number five, it is possible to work without craving for leave. It's a message. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus said in John 9, 4, he said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For the night cometh when no man can work. He is not saying that, listen, I am tired. I need a leave to, to, to go. He said, listen, there will come a time I cannot work anymore. So now that I have the time, let me work and give it my best. Jesus was not craving for a leave. But many of us, we are wondering, when will be the leave? Number six, keep searching till you find your life's work. Because everybody that's a life's work, who knows whether you have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. Why has God brought you into the kingdom? There is a reason. Find out. And don't give up till you find why God has arrested you. Paul said that, I will also be able to attain the reason for which Christ arrested me. At the end of the day, that's what matters. Number seven, decide to work rather than play or to rest. Nehemiah 4, 6, Bible says that the people finished their work because they had a mind to work. May you have a mind to work. Oh, I didn't hear your amen. May you have a mind to work. Yeah. Choristers, may you have a mind to work. Yeah. Ashes, may you have a mind to work. Yeah. Business people, may you have a mind to work. Yeah. When you have that mind, poverty cannot come to you. Yeah. You're somebody who works very hard. So, seven ways to identify your life's work. I'm sure after saying all this, so how can I identify my life's work? Number one, your life's work will give a new meaning to your life. Yeah. You know, one day the Lord gave me a scripture in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 6 and 7. Hebrews chapter 2. Look at it. It says that, but one in a certain place testifies, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him. Look at verse 7. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor. And did set him over the works of your hands. You know, and, and what the Spirit of the Lord ministered to me, when I read the scripture was that when man was in the garden, Adam, and was working for God, he had a certain glory that was upon him. Because the Bible says that when man sinned and was driven out of the garden, man fell short of the glory of God. And so, the only time that glory can come into your life is when you are working for God. Hallelujah. I know why you didn't clap because you didn't enjoy that one. 
He said, for thou crownest him with glory. And you have set him over the works of your hands. As soon as you begin to do the work of God, glory comes upon you. You will never find glory until you are doing the work of God. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. You will try, you will do everything, and you want to even give yourself reasons and excuses why you think that what you're doing is so, but it's not. One day when the Bible says that Jesus gave a parable about a man who invited some people and all that, and all these people who were invited, some came and... But you see, one of the things that the Bible makes us, when they invited, the people were not at the party. They were at their workplaces. So that means that being at the workplace is not the place where you must be. They were about their businesses. <laughs> they said many are called. So the call is not that workplace. The call is when you come to the house of God. Yeah. When you find your life's work, it will give you something more than money. Yeah. I'm talking about something more than money. If your life is all about money, you will see that money doesn't stay. It has wings, it will fly away. But may you have something that will be with you forever. When God gives you his glory, it is more than money. Oh, may you find your life's work. And may you find the glory of God in your life. I prefer the glory of God to anything. Somebody say, oh, give me money. I want money. Me, I want money. Yeah, money is good. We all want money. But I tell you, what glory can do in your life? Isaiah 60, he said, arise and shine, for the light is come. Why? Because the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He said, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. He said, by you, the glory of the Lord shall be upon you. And when others are complaining, you will not complain. You may have money and still complain, but when the glory is there, when others are complaining, you have the glory of God and your left will be, your head will be lifted up. He said, thou God, I assured about me. He said, my glory and the lifter up of my head. King Solomon had all the money in the world, yet, yet, he said, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Number two, are you beginning to find out what your life's work is about? Let me give you more to help you to find it. Number two, your life's work is something God has called you to. It's a very difficult thing, but it's also easy to know. How to know what God has called you to? What I'm doing, is it really the will of God or is something I have given myself to? One of the ways you can know when you're in the will of God is that you have peace. Bible says the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. As soon as you are not at peace with what you are doing, know that you are not in the will of God. And many people working, they are not at peace. We are not happy. 
Once you find your life's work, you will be happy. I pray that you will find your life's work. John 4, 34, he said that Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Wow. What gives him satisfaction is the work of God. When I follow the call of God on my life, Bishop says here, found my life's work. Many people live and die without beginning their life's work. Yeah. And one of the ways to know is just to be in the house of God. As you are in the house of God, serving, moving up, definitely you will hear the voice of God. He will tell you what he wants you to do. As you keep coming to church, Bible says of Samuel, he was in the house of God and he heard God calling him. He called him. He said to him, Samuel, Samuel. He thought it was the pastor. He went to see the pastor. He said, I have not called you. It's God who is calling you. Next time you hear, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And when he responded, he heard God's voice telling him what to do. Once you keep coming to church, you will hear God's voice telling you what to do. When you are out of church, you will never hear God's voice. No. If you are at the nightclub, what voice will you hear at the nightclub? If you are always at the marketplace, what voice will you hear there? But once you find yourself in the house of God, you will definitely hear the voice of God and God will speak to you. Oh, somebody put your hands together. Hallelujah. Number three. Your life's work is something that you will not hate. Once you have found your life's work, you will not hate it. Anybody here who hates the job you are doing, you have not found your life's work. You go to the office and you curse and you are angry. As for this place, what even brought me here? I don't like it. I hate this job. You still haven't found your life's work. I pray that the Spirit of God will direct you to find your life's work. When you have found it, you will love it. Oh yeah. I love what I do. I love it because I believe this is my life's work. I remember when Bishop called me into full-time ministry. Before then, I had heard the Spirit of God telling me, you need to give yourself wholly to me. That was in January. That was in, it was 31st night, 2000, I remember. February 2001, Bishop Dad calls me. And he says, listen, I had a dream, a vision about you. And he said, this is what the Lord said. You are the wrong place. You have to be in his house. And I said, Bishop, I know. I know. The Lord said that to me on 31st night. And so I'm ready to come full time and serve God. And I love what I do. I, I, I don't get tired. Even though I'm tired in the body, I still feel like doing what I do. Th- those who are around me will tell you, I do what I do with passion. When you don't love what you do, you won't do it with passion. The slightest thing, you are, you are tired, you want to give up. 
But God is looking for people who do his work with passion. Solomon said, Solomon hated his work in his life. He said, this is the futility of those whose work is related only to life on this earth. Solomon was depressed and miserable at the end of his life. He said, therefore, I hated life. The work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me for all his vanity and vexation of spirit. Yea, I hated all my labor which I have taken under the sun because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. Amen. The queen of Scotland, at the time he was dying, said shame to life. Because when life has not brought you the joy you were expecting, you will say shame to life. And most importantly, when you find yourself face to face with eternity, that you are about to meet your maker, and you find out that all that you have done has only been for this life, and nothing for the life after you will begin to be worried. Because we're going to live even more over there than here. Jesus said that whatever you are doing, you are creating an account in heaven for yourself. And one day when you reach heaven, your account will be open to you. And the things that are there, you have deposited there, you are going to enjoy. They that die in the Lord, they rest from their labors. And their works do follow them. What works are going to follow you when you go to heaven? Maybe nothing. But if you're going to work, make sure that your work also has eternal value. Find out that what I'm doing, does it have eternal value? That is your life's work. That's what God has called you to do. Hmm. Number four. This is very quiet. And the bishop said something here, I love it. He said, since I entered into full-time ministry, I have not hated my work or life. He said, when I worked in the secular world, I hated work and I found my life useless. I said, this one is me. I hated, I mean, when I got to the office, I was very bored. But when I come here, I'm not bored. I'm very happy. Number four, in your life's work, you will enjoy the rewards of your labor. Yeah. You're supposed to. Every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. May you enjoy the fruit of your labor. But the Bible says that every laborer is worthy of his hire. You need to enjoy. Number five. In your life's work, money will no longer drive you. If money is the motive for the things you do, you still haven't found your life's work. Those who are doing their life's work, sometimes when they are doing something for you, they say, oh, forget about the money. I just want to do it for you. Yeah. But as soon as every time you are thinking about the money, how much is coming in, you have not found your life's work yet. Ask the next person, this thing, is it, is it your message or because you are very quiet, I don't know whether. <laughs> because Jesus said, my meat, my meat, my meat is to do the will 
It's not man, what, what, what makes me happy is when I'm doing the will of the Father. That's all. I'm not too concerned about the money that I'm going to get. Hey. Hmm. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says that he that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver. Nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. Number six, in your life's work, you will not labor in vain. I said you will not labor in vain. Solomon said that whatever he had done was in vain. But Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58, he said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. It's not in vain. Whatever you do for God, I tell you, God will reward you for it. I said, whatever you do for God, God will reward you for it. And I see you enjoying the rewards of your labor. One day Peter came to see him. And he said to him, hey master, some of us, we have left everything. And we have followed you. We've left our families. We have come following you. What is in this for us? Oh, Jesus said, anybody who has left father and mother, left daughter and children, left whatever, and you have come to follow me. He said, you shall receive a hundredfold. Hey! In this life and in the life to come. I see you enjoying a hundredfold blessing because you gave yourself to the work of God. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. And I'm about to close. Number seven, your life's work makes you become a blessing to others. Anytime your life becomes a blessing to people, you are doing your life's work. Once your life is not a blessing to people, you haven't started yet. In Genesis 12, the Lord called Abraham. He said, get thee out of your father's house, of your kindred, of your tribe, wherever. He said, to a land that I will show you. He said, and I will bless you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Oh, I see God blessing somebody here. You are going to become a blessing. Once you take up the work of God, he said, I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will increase you. I see God blessing somebody. I see God making your name great. I see God lifting you up. And I see you being a blessing. Somebody shout yes. Once you respond to the call of God, Genesis chapter 12 verse 2 will be activated in your life. He said, I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you. I see somebody becoming a great nation. I see somebody becoming a great person. Because you have responded to the work of God. You have decided to take up the work of God. He said, I will make you a great nation. Oh, I see somebody becoming a great nation. He said, and I will bless you. I see the blessing of the Lord that make it rich and added no sorrow coming upon you in the name of Jesus. He said, and I will make your name great. People have, people want to make their name great. But listen, if God makes your name great, it's better. Some people built a tower. They were building a tower. They said they were building to heaven. 
And their reason was that they wanted to make a name for themselves. But at the end of the day, God brought everything down. But Abraham didn't have any ambition like that. All he wanted to do was the work of God. And once he did the work, God made his name great. I see the Lord making your name great. Yeah. By the grace of God, when my name is mentioned, at least I see that heads move. It's not any boasting. It is just to say, when you take up the work of God, what happens to you? Even my brothers are enjoying from it. When they, when they mention that, they say, are you related to? They say, oh, yeah, yeah, we are, we are. I see God making your name great. Nobody would have known me if I was doing something else. If I was a mechanic somewhere, nobody would have known me. But when I took up the work of God, I see God making your name great. And you shall be a blessing. You are not blessed until you are a blessing. I see somebody here, you have become a blessing. Some of you, your family, when they are having meetings, they don't even call you. They don't invite you because when they invite you, they have to pay your transport fare. But from today, God is blessing you. You have become a blessing in the name of Jesus. He will make you a blessing. eight, in your life's work, your talents will be revealed. First Peter 4.10 the Bible says that the gift every man has received the gift. Even so minister the same one to another as Christy was to the manifold grace of God. Everyone has received the gift. As soon as you begin to do the work of God, that's when the gift will come out. If you are not doing the work of God, the gift will not come out. If you are working somewhere and your talents are not coming out, you are still not doing your life's work. But when you begin to work and your gifts start coming out, your talents are coming out, it's a sign that you are doing your life's work. I pray for you that you will find your life's work. May you serve God with all your heart, with everything you have. By the time you are checking out of this earth, may you not look back with regrets, but may you look back and say, I have finished my course. I have done what the Lord called me to do. I gave myself to the things of God. May you not say, I hate life and I hate the things of life, but may you say, I'm excited about the work of God. May you be like that little boy that say, I go like a schoolboy coming out of school, bounding and happy. May you say like that man, that missionary who died and as he was dying he said, I go bounding to heaven. I go excited to heaven because I know I gave myself to everything. May God help us and may we serve him with everything. Stand to your feet and put your hands together for Jesus. Oh yeah. Lift up your hands to the Lord and talk to him right now. Ask the Lord to help you to find your life's work. What is it that you are doing? Does it bring you joy? Do you love it? Or do you hate it? Oh yes, pray, talk to God. Is it bringing out your talents? Is it something that you are only doing for money, but you are not happy in it? 
tell the Lord, lead me to my life's work. Lead me to something that will, uh, will be of eternal value. I want to serve you. I want to please you. I want to say like Jesus, I have finished. It is finished. I want to say like Paul, I have finished my course. I have finished my work. I have done what the Lord asked me to do. Oh, pray about it in just a minute. Talk to God. Because God wants to help you to do your life's work. Oh, may you not be a struggle. May you not be a struggle. May you love what you do. May you love serving God. May you find a place in the house of God. Join a group. Join something in church. Find your place. Give yourself to the work of God. One day it will matter whether you serve God or you serve something else. Oh, but I believe as you serve God and you shall serve and he shall bless you. You shall serve and he shall bless you. You shall serve and he shall bless you. Oh, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless the work of your hands. May he make your name great. May he give you a great name. May many that come bless you, may they be blessed because you are doing your life's work. May you be a blessing to nations. Nations are waiting for you. Families are waiting for you. Cities are waiting for you. Give yourself to the work of God. We bless you, Father. We thank you, O God. We give you glory. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church. But you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Your life has not started yet. Your life begins when you surrender your heart to Jesus. Today, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, you want to surrender your life to Jesus wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Let it go up. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again. Let your hand go up. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hands. Many hands lifted. At the back, I see your hands. God bless you. Don't be shy. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. Today is a day of salvation. As you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. God bless you. God bless you. Still with your hand lifted, can you move out of your seat wherever you are? Come to me in front here. I'd like to pray with you. Come all the way. Come all the way. Oh, keep loving for them as they come. All to Jesus. Come all the way. Keep loving. Keep loving. Keep loving. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Yes. All to thee, my blessed life's work begins from here. Those of you in front, I want you to lift up your two hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord and let's pray. We're going to commit ourselves to God today. Let's pray. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, let the keyboard go down a bit. I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. 
Please forgive me all my sins. I open my heart to you. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. If you pray this prayer, Jesus is in your heart right now. Today is our communion Sunday. And I believe that you came at the right time to partake of the communion. So we're going to have the communion. Don't take it until we pray over it. If anybody is here, you're suffering from any blood-related disease. High blood pressure. Hypertension. Diabetes. Any blood-related disease. Can we all stand to our feet? We're about to take communion. I want you also to come and stand in front here. Maybe you're suffering from a gynecological disease. Fibroid or something like that. Come and join them. I would have called everybody, but we can't have everybody in front here. So just some people as a point of contact. Just come to the front. Sons of God, here is only well. Gather around the table of the Lord. It is Make sure everybody has the communion pastors. Can we do this quickly? The table of the Lord. This side, nobody has communion. Nobody has. And we'll sing the song of love. In front here. Here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, we are one. Brothers, sisters, we are one, and our lives just begun. In the spirit, we are young, and will live forever. Sons of God, here is holy word. The table of the Lord, eat his body, drink his blood, and we'll sing a song of love. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You know, the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 26, First Corinthians 11. He said, as often as you eat this bread, you drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Go on further. 
Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. 28. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation, not discerning the Lord's body. 30 says, For this cause, look at it, many are weak, many are sickly among you, and many sleep. Three things. Many are weak, many are sick, many die. These are the three things that affect us. But the Bible says that if you drink it unworthily, this will happen. But if you drink it worthily, then you are going to receive strength, you're going to receive healing, and you're going to receive life. Hallelujah. These three things will happen to you. Bible says that Elijah was fed with a certain meal from heaven. He went in the strength of that meal for 40 days. Oh, as you partake of this communion, may you go in the strength of this meal. For the next 30 days, when we meet again, may you go in the strength of this meal. Wherever you are weak, may you receive strength in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, this is the bread that came down from heaven. That everyone who eats it will receive life. Is that it is my body and my blood. As you partake of this communion, the body of Jesus is entering into you. There is flesh transplant. You are receiving a new heart. You are receiving a new liver. You are receiving a new bone. You are receiving something new. Whatever sickness will not stay in your body. Whatever cannot stay in Jesus' body cannot stay in your body in Jesus' name. And the Bible says that when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Because of this communion, death will not come to your house. I said death will not come to your house. In the name of Jesus Christ, may you be delivered from death. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray just a minute. Pray for mercy. Ask God to have mercy on you before we partake of the communion. Just ask God to have mercy. Pray for the mercy of God. Lord, have mercy on us. Where we have sinned, O God, we ask for your mercy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray over these communion elements. We thank you. As your people partake of this bread and this wine, Let it be your body that was broken on the cross. Let it be your blood that was shed for us on the cross of Calvary. Father, I declare that this is no longer bread and wine, but your body and your blood that was shed for us. May the benefits of the cross be our portion. In the name of Jesus Christ, we curse sickness. We curse diseases. We curse every attack of the devil. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive extension of life. You shall live and not die in the name of Jesus. Somebody is being healed of cancer. Receive healing in Jesus' name. Every blood-related disease, may the blood of Jesus come and replace the blood in you in Jesus' name. You are free. You are healed in Jesus' name. The body of Jesus Christ. Amen.
by the blood may you receive healing in your body in this month of june may the blood of jesus speak for you where you cannot speak for yourself the blood of jesus christ amen on the hill far away Pastors, let's just lay hands on these ones here. Thank you, Father. Jesus. Receive. Receive healing. Be delivered from every blood-related disease. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Receive healing. It's yours. Receive healing. In the name of Jesus. Father, touch. Thank you, O God. It is done. It is settled in the name of Jesus. So I cherish. Yes. Be healed and be delivered. In Jesus' name. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. You are healed from today. In the name of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. It's speaking for you. Receive it. Yes. Receive it. Jesus. Ah. Be blessed and be healed. In the name of Jesus. Receive the healing power of God. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Receive it. So I cherish. Thank you for your healing power. In the name of Jesus. Be delivered. God bless you. Reverend Eric. Hallelujah. You see our pastor standing here waving his hand. He's going to talk to you. Two minutes. Give you a book by the bishop of the church. You come back and join us, okay? God bless you. Please go this way. So I cherish the old rugged cross. Yes. Yes. Silver trophies at last I played Oh yes. Yes. I will cling to the old rugged cross. I will hold on to it. I will do the work of God. I will serve it. And exchange it something. Exchange it something. Father, we thank you for miracles, for healings that have taken place. Oh, we shall receive the testimonies. Great testimonies of what you have done in the lives of your people. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030 Seven zero one zero four four four. That's zero three zero seven zero one zero four four four. God richly bless you.